Oh yeah, you're right. Hold on. Uh, his artist's last name is Van Gogh, the typical American pronunciation. In Britain, people tend to say Van Gogh, but it's Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the Dutch pronounce it with a guttural sound. Gogh. Gogh. Van Gogh. Did you have a cock in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Vision Paradox After Hours, also our version of Vision Therapy, where the, the everyone of Vision With Paradox, everyone. Oh, most the of us, uh, comes and we just talk about whatever we want, you know, like human beings. I know some of you guys like coming to our channel or our, our podcasts and really listening to our social media stuff that are, and it's really blown up. Uh, looking at the stats on the back end, it's like, a lot of people are really listening to the Ask VP stuff a lot, but we also want to be humans and let you guys hear, give you guys really terrible advice, especially on relationships and life and existential crisis. <laughs> Let's not talk about existential. Uh, no. But yeah. So I'm going to do a quick intro. My name is Emeroy. I'm the CEO and founder of this company. And I tr- like to think I have control of things, but I don't. Because in reality, it's Max to the left of the screen. And who's also. That is my intro. Yes. <laughs> and we'll pass it off to. Uh, what is it? Their instrument called? Huh? Recorder. Your recorder. Go ahead. <laughs> Recordist. The recordist, like the flautist, the flautist, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that is yeah. Rosie. Go ahead. Actually, you go ahead. Sorry. Hi, everybody. My name is Rosie. I am a social media assistant on Vision Paradox. And I guess I'm part of like Temper Tantrum too. So I don't even know who I'm like representing today. Oh, but God. I guess it's like, She's like important. Like, yeah. I do both. You should have saw how like how she was when I was talking about vision paradox and temper tantrum during our the temper tantrum orientation. I was talking about oh yeah, Joey, Max, for the people who help. I completely ignored yeah, Rosie. And I was just like, <laughs> hello, like, uh, hello, <laughs> all your shit getting scheduled. Hello, <laughs> all the content going out. Hello, it's actually hello? going out. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's pa- passing it off to former FBI agent with a rifle in the back. Oh, shit. <laughs> I always forget. He's former CIA. What the fuck are you talking Yeah. Hi, former CIA. Tamilo. Yeah, I'm the, the editor, one of the editors. And yeah, I usually try to play it cool. I don't use mission therapy for myself, but yeah, here I am. Don't Not skipping yeah. any, any, even one session. Let it go. <laughs> Next up, uh, the one who's free and, and out and about in the world. Yeah. You say me. There you go. You? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> me? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> What's up, guys? The, my name is Bernie, and I am the social media manager. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right last but not least the new ceo and owner of WeWork. hey <laughs> in his downtown los angeles office yeah yeah so hi guys my name is mukim i'm one of the editors i made it money from okay the original person that we wanted to do this podcast for isn't here ironically he's gonna carry this whole podcast he's gonna carry the conversation but the first thing i better want to that we were talking about after our meeting was 
the okay i guess we're going right into deep end the appreciation of someone's life after they are gone Ooh. oh oh because we were talking about who is it who is it we wanted to, ben Chach, we wanted to mess up his pay. bernie yeah he, she wanted to play a prank on van gogh i'm just gonna say van gogh because i keep i feel i really van feel Kach. like i'm saying van cock um, but I, she wanted to her for those of you guys listening the the question we had for our check-in meeting was what prank would you want to do to a historical figure bernie chose to put splotches or something on van gogh's starry night painting so she can also be part of it and then we got to the discussion of him not being appreciated throughout his life, his life until yeah. he's gone i don't know there then that kind of for me here in the states it got brought into the thought of betty white rest in peace but like how she i don't know i feel like a lot of people i think a lot of people i think she's a great example i think of people appreciating her while she's alive mm-hmm. i think she had such a great impact on a lot of people i don't know i just i guess the question is like why do we take people or the people we care about for granted sometimes? People, because they're just there sometimes. Like sometimes you never notice the impact that they have on your life until they're not doing it anymore, until you're missing yeah. it. It's like the same thing with the whole, you don't know, you know like when you lost gone. something. Yeah, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or maybe you just treated the person so well that they got so used to it so they think that's normal it's normal they think that's what it, they deserved without even deserving so mm, i guess yeah. yeah that's so dark camilla yeah i was saying that i agree with bernie because we are like routinary people and we we like to think that life is gonna be the same way every day but it's not mm. so when it changes it hurts because you're not ready for the changes Ooh. oh mm. and because you expect the person to be there always yeah yep. oh god and then you feel like since you think you deserve the person when the person is gone you feel like it's a person's fault <laughs> mm. and then it goes round and round <laughs> Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. What you guys said just really hit. <laughs> and I, sorry, sorry for like this is like the first question of the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome to Vision Therapy. <laughs> what up? It's everything so fifty dollars an hour. Thank you. So, but because because what you guys said just reminded me of like when I was the more more recent one when my son and his mom moved to another state and I had a whole year to kind of prepare for it. But even though I knew it was coming. It just didn't feel real until the two days I was helping them move and pack. And then that really hit. I'm like, I'm not going to see my son every day anymore. I'm not picking him from from, from school. He's obviously still, still alive, but I visit him once a month. Is this, but the thing is, it's like now the person you're spending time with is confined because now there's a beginning and end. And it's always rough for me driving back because it's like oh god i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do this right now man we're gonna do this uh, we're gonna do this whoever's editing this zoom in on his face thank you yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's always rough because it's like you you it's time you don't get back and then i was i don't know 
Okay, I, 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 I stopped yeah. just in time before the waterworks came. But yeah, I don't know. That's just an interesting thought and a, a, a good question. I thought I'd hear, hear you guys. And anyone else want to add anything to that? I think it's also because I just forget that time has an end to it. And especially with our loved ones, we just like go by every day. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with like, COVID, I think I talked about this before, like with, especially with COVID happening, like a lot of people thought they were invincible for the longest time. They were like, mm. oh, I'm not going to die until I'm like 85 or, or older because you know, the average lifespan has gotten longer and longer with like modern medicine and shit. And then COVID hit and people are dying while they're young. They die suddenly, like they're healthy and they got COVID and died. Like it threw mortality into everybody's face, like the possibility of mortality, like an early end to their lives. It's just like, it makes you want to fucking, fucking live, man. But it reminds you that you're going to die. We're all going to die. Memento motherfucking Mori. Like, I don't think the Latins ever, ever said motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> Memento motherfucking Mori. But like, you get it. I tattooed that on my back. I have that tattooed on my back. It's, and then you can, you, can even, you can take that and you know, can either use it to get as much as you can done because you're like, oh shit, I'm going to die. Or you can use that and like, oh, I'm going to die anyway. I'm just going to live however the fuck I live, make mistakes. Try not to die, but you'll die anyway. Oof. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Everyone dies. We're all gonna die. Watch TV. Like, oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but also maybe it's not about the ending, but about learning. Like whenever you learn something, you have to make a mistake. Yeah. Mm. Like mm -hmm. it's very weird to learn something before making a mistake. So I don't know. Some people is like some people some some experiences are part of the process i think your first girlfriend or boyfriend is not going to be the last one like 99 sure so 99 of the time that's not gonna work yeah like almost every relationship in your life like romantic relationship will fail except the last one so okay. all of them are important but not for the same reason i think Damn. And I look very dark. Very I'm, gonna, like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. It's only 10 minutes of the podcast. I'm just gonna clip that. Just like most of your relationships, like they're, not, they're not gonna they're work. Just that part. Camila on relationships. They're not gonna work. Relationships are not gonna work. <laughs> and I'm like in the background, like. <laughs> just gonna change, uh, force the color grading to be like super high contrast. <laughs> Just deep fry it. I'm gonna do that meme from Incredibles. Yeah, one's gonna be Camila in a relationship. Camila's perspective on relationships. <laughs> yeah, with with oh with Hans Zimmer music. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Hans Zimmer music or like some of the analog for like sound effects. Yeah. Okay. So I really want to dive into this real quick. Uh, switching topics now. Mukim, what the fuck happened last week? Oh, you're here. You're you're those lost your phone, lost your laptop. This I, sounds like your own version of the hangover, right? Was there a tiger in your room? I, I didn't lost it, but I just didn't knew where it was. I was drinking it, and around 8 p.m., uh, all of the drink was uh, and nothing was left. So I, I took the bike from someone and mm -hmm. uh, I was going, uh, I was going to the so uh, one one police inspector stopped me 
and he was with the that device which we used to check if if someone is drunk or not yeah the breathalyzer breathalyzer yeah yeah breathalyzer yeah that one so he was like uh, blow in this and i was like sir i'm telling you i'm drunk so he was like no you blow <laughs> So I'm drunk. No, 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 no. Let me decide it. you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's so, a power so trip. Yeah, I was I was five times I told it I won't blow in it but I'm telling you I'm too drunk to drive please charge me anything <laughs> he took me to the police station then some people was waiting for me for the drinks in the zoster and they were like where's Mukhi <laughs> and they and then they called me where are you then I told them that I went to police station I got arrested <laughs> then they come so uh, it was it was fucking crazy the one week i was checking my phone and uh, i i just found out that i have pictures with everyone kissing them on their head <laughs> with, with strangers wow <laughs> do you remember this. any of that <laughs> no I damn dude <laughs> that sounds like a great night dude you are like living it up right now 23 year old me is very proud of you yeah yeah me too <laughs> 21223 <laughs> And they like call you like next week. Hey man, like thanks for the investment of thousand dollars. <laughs> you didn't lose money, did you? I'm thankful that uh, my my phone was not near me. Otherwise, I would have made some. Like uh, I don't have cash. Most of the most of the payments I do with my phone. So maybe that's why I was safe. I didn't have any money with me. Oh. No. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this in a meeting, but it sounds well, like well, you're pulling your prank on God. Try God's still trying to keep your watch your back. Like, I'm gonna like, put this phone right here so you ain't like so you spending too much money. You can't respond. You can't respond to a bunch of people, but you won't spend money. Wait, so where was your phone and your laptop? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it was. It was in my dome actually. But uh, oh the thing happened that that Zostel has this common area, so I was sleeping in the common area with the workers. Doctor mm. workers for the seven days, so I didn't went into my dorm, so I didn't saw my phone and left off. <laughs> and uh, uh, after seven days, there was some missed call from my parents and all, so I called them that my I lost my phone. I have just gotten my new. Oh, and, uh, this got me curious. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about this, Max, or anyone else? Like crazy drunk stories. Oh, yeah. We glazed over, but I don't think we recorded it. Oh yeah, oh. I think it was in a meeting as well. We I just had it, it in a meeting, meeting. yeah. Oh, for Bernie telling us that she was stealing people's. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah, you I mean, were. Yeah, you yeah. did okay. Because we were talking about taking Alex out. Oh yeah, and getting drunk. And getting oh, him. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, sharing. Blackout Alex. Oh yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Operation Blackout uh, Alex. <laughs> Well, Operation Blackout Vision Paradox will just be paradox without the vision. So, oh god, there ain't no vision. <laughs> we blacked out. And there's a puppy. Okay, okay. So, hmm, Rosie, you don't drink that much. You don't do the whole drunk thing, right? No, okay. never got drunk. Good girl. That's fair. That's fair. She makes great decisions. Be responsible. 
She learn makes from decisions. Learn, <laughs> learn from, from us. Learn from your grandparents over here. <laughs> I know. I think it's the whole thing of I don't like. I like uh, to stay in control mm, okay. with things I can control. Uh, okay, you know? that's fair. Mm. That that's how I feel sometimes. Yes, and, and you lose all that control. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Sorry. What is control? Yeah, like the once. Yeah, there's a certain sense of euphoria. The sacrifices, control, and inhibition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how. Like, yeah. Good. The only reason I cook is because I feel like I'm in control of something in my fucking life. <laughs> oh, that's a good. Okay, that's a good one. What is something that you guys do to help you feel in control when things are feeling chaotic? Work by myself. Ooh, Ooh vision therapy. One. <laughs> I cook. I play The Sims and Animal Crossing. Because I'm literally mm. controlling a person's life and playing God, especially The Sims. It's like, like, oh, you want to go to bed? No, you're gonna learn the piano, motherfucker. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh you, oh, oh, you're tired. You're tired. tired. You're 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 But then when the gym was all open, I box. When I am really frustrated, I box till my hand hurts. Till it's yeah. all red, black, and purple. Then what else? I drive in. But now some, something so subtle, I touch my dog. Happy. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he's, look at that. So happy. <laughs> he's trying to, he was laughing when he looks at you, and he's trying to scare the bump sniffing dog. He's trying to go the other way and give a fierce look. But the bump sniffing dog is huge. <laughs> yeah. Shepherd, most likely. He, he just passed, he just passed by like the huge dog. And he was like smiling. He faces his side and shows his angry face, and then he faces friend again. Oh my God. Shows a funny face. Yeah. I think my dog is bipolar. That's fair. <laughs> just just therapy. Needs the therapy. Yeah, that's why <laughs> he also needs therapy. That's why he's here. I mean, for me, the obvious reason thing is work. Because it's yeah. Also. Yeah. Same. Because it's it's like work that I want to do. Yeah, work that I want to do. The uh, edit, obviously, like editing my own stuff. Just I get lost in the flow. It feel it doesn't tell me anything. It's just. It's submissive. <laughs> But actually, I I think the like routinary work helps a lot too because you don't have to think; you have yeah, to do. Yeah. So you're yeah. thinking on doing, and it's easier to no thoughts. Like yeah, yes, yeah, yes. The same for me with um. The, the work I have because it's vision paradox and then I have my scanning inventory job that's on my schedule too and then the streaming app Ego this is all on my schedule so for me I like working by myself because then I'm the one responsible and I'm the one I'm like okay me I do this me because working at like a real retail job I would do certain things that my manager would think oh, that's not the right way but I'm like but it's more efficient Oh, <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's why we make our own schedule. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, I, I hate that when people are too caught up with their own religion of how they do things. Oh, God. Or, and that they're not open to 
things that are like much more effective or efficient or saves time. It's regulation. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Follow the and rules, guys. At the same time, I'm just like them, so I, I can't complain. Because I also have my way of doing things. Yeah, that's fair. Because like I, I have the way I have I work with you guys. There's a certain specific way of like here's the reaction videos, here's the edits, and all that stuff. But I'm also like, okay, if if you guys figure out a way to make it better, I'm more open to that because I only know I only have my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Which is if there's a way that you can make reaction videos funnier, more concise, I'm just looking at data and trying to optimize it and be like, okay, this is what's working, guys. That's it. Yeah. Which is completely <laughs> different from a, like a retail job because I got in trouble for ringing up a customer because there was only two people in line and technically they're not supposed to be two cash registers open. Oh. So they have to keep the people in line if there's only two. That's weird. And we were already closed and I was like, well, that person only has like two items. Let me ring them up real quick. Yeah. And then after they left, we're already closed, by the way. My manager was like, you're not supposed to do that. It's not regulation. And I'm like, we're closed. Keep people waiting. Keep people waiting. <laughs> we're, <laughs> closed. Yeah. we're closed. We got to go. <laughs> okay. My Wait. first instinct, if I ever worked in retail, was to get as many people out of the fucking door at closing. Because yeah. I don't yeah. fucking go home. Exactly. And that was Wait. night shift. We were close. It was midnight. Was why? Like, why? What's the policy on it's that? It's stupid. Because we're timed. Trip. We're actually timed for how fast we take the, like, the customers. But I'm uh, not sure why. Like, you have to only, make them wait. Yeah, if there's only two people, then you're not supposed to ring up a customer. I'm like, but we're closed. We still have to clean the store. <laughs> yeah, but what if what the customer that was like in front had like 85 items? Which they did. And that See? customer in line and only the, had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was and like, that person's probably like, I'm trying to fucking go home exactly. with my two items. <laughs> Hello? Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to touch upon this because I feel like it was pretty good content for a discussion from last week. Your kind of daily work schedule. Rick's not here because he, but he, he asked it, but I found that super fascinating and how everyone approaches like, their daily routine or what gets them and how they handle breaks and whatnot. I, right now I feel like Mukim's freestyling it. Like, I feel like one week he's the most productive, like 4 a.m. waking up at four, conquering the day and then followed up. Drive. And then it's about yeah. driving to help. We stay hungry, we develop. And then the following week he's like living up the real life hangover. <laughs> but did you die? Yeah. <laughs> I I I I I too don't know what I want to do. Uh, like uh, sometimes I just feel I need to work the whole day. I'll I'll be working like uh, eight hours straight, and sometimes I I won't be working for two two weeks. So <laughs> that's what happening with me. Like uh, and and for me, it's like I just don't give a fuck now. <laughs> like whatever I want to do, I do it. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. <laughs> Less pressure. You still you still get the job done, which is yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, I I just care about to get the job done, and I don't care about the schedules now. Schedules like it's important. The deadlines for important anyway. But I don't make that. I'll wake up at eight. I'll work till three. I don't make those rules now. Whenever I feel like work, whenever I feel like uh, I need to drink, so I drink. Whenever I feel like I need to travel, <laughs> so okay. I travel. 8 a.m. to drink a clock. That's fair. You bring up a good thing of like how humans are trying to like put into a, a, the box of schedule 
and the thing is we never we don't always have feel like it but we do it and then i have my own thoughts of like sometimes you have to keep doing it even though you don't feel like it just to get things moving but also like with self-awareness and checking in maybe you honestly do need to take some time away that's a hard part discerning of actual break and actual went to work but anyways yeah let's go ahead i actually like i have like my ideal work routine and the one that I actually do. <laughs> it's like it's what I should, do. 500 days of summer <laughs> expectation versus reality. <laughs> my Google Calendar says, let, let me check it for you. This shit says, you should wake up at 8 a.m. Okay. Yeah, 8 a.m. I have to keep my Google Keep like up to date until 8.30. Never done that since I <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. On Mondays, I should check what should I deliver on the throughout the week. Never do, do it like I do it while I work. Then I edit on the morning and have my afternoons free. Bullshit. Like <laughs> <laughs> last night, I, I was editing at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What I find works for me is not like a tight schedule, but to give me time to rest between hours of work. Like work an hour or 45 minutes and then take 15 and then come back. With that method, I can go like pretty straightforward like for example when you mix that with wanting to to be in control of the situation mm -hmm. you end up like editing nine reaction videos in one day <laughs> oh god yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> just that pulling once. or just pulling an all-nighter or just like reviewing everything you guys have sent and trying to finish it in one night yeah but that's not healthy. A friendly reminder. Well, the universe said you should to sleep earlier. The so. universe said you need to be healthy, so... Thank you, yeah. yeah. But I... if the universe does everything for you to do an all-night, sometimes you get everything so... The universe does it, yeah. True. And then shit happens. Then you end up with one single day, and oh, you end up with, the, with your deadline the next day. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, my calendar is similar. Like I, I, I feel similar with McKeem. Like I, I used to wake up at 4 AM. My, I had to wake up because, because <laughs> it was because like at three, it was a hard stop. I, had, I was in dad mode. That was when mm -hmm. my son was living here. So I was like, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm spending time with him at that time. So like I have until a solid 11 hours to try to work, but now it's more like, it was another state. I'm a little bit more relaxed, but yeah, but it's the same with you too, Camilo. Cause my thing, my first thing is at eight. I heard I've been waking up at nine, <laughs> but it's more. So like I do, I generally use my calendar more as a guideline. I was like, okay, here's the things yeah. that I want to work on. Let's, I can't feel out my priorities. If I still, if I feel like item number one needs more time, I'll push some, push certain things. But for me, it's like having the calendar means it's for sure happening. Like I almost didn't work. I almost started working to, but Max reminded me that it's my day off. And if, for me, it's more like, if it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. 
So it's more like it's happening. Take a break or it's ha- this is happening. I have an interview or something or whatnot. So, yeah. Also, like it helps to have a goal on your day. So even if you don't have a specific task pending or you have to do X thing. Like, and also you should schedule your breaks like for lunch and dinner yeah. oh yeah yeah my my lunches are all scheduled no matter what because i because i'm pretty sure i haven't seen you guys once you're in your zone it's oh shit i'm hungry I now. to eat yeah um so i try to stay on a i don't give myself a schedule because i know but i give myself a hard stop when it comes to working my day job it's 5 p.m or 5 30 i'll it's 5 30 sometimes depending on how busy it is but um whatever it is as soon as it like it's five or five thirty i need to fucking stop it doesn't matter what time i started and it doesn't matter how many breaks i took like i, I need to stop there because that's when i turn off from like them so i try to wake up at eight i set an alarm for eight and then i go back to sleep and then i wake up at nine and then and then i like go through a list of like things I need to get done, like some priority stuff and like all that on a good day when I don't get 15 messages from my boss of my day job. But, oh, did you send me the proofs? I'm like, yeah, I sent them two weeks ago. Oh, you haven't looked at them. When's the deadline? So oh, tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I sent you the proofs two weeks ago. Look for it in your email. He's like, well, I can't find it. Can you send it? I'm like, oh God. And then she takes forever to review it. And then for, after taking forever to review it, she's like, these look great, but I need you to change the whole thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, move the logo over or whatever. It's like, change, change, the, change, change the logo color, change this color, move this over, change the whole text. I'm like... Everyone's collective cringe right now. That was great. I wanna, I and wanna, this was at 9 a.m. this morning. Everywhere I saw me, like, fucking, I was also like fucking working through a hangover. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. And then it just kept coming. So like, that doesn't happen. I just like work through my priority stuff and like, do all that. And then I take I take like a 10 minute break in between and then work and then work another hour then take another 10 minutes. If it's a day like today, I schedule a cry for like 30 minutes and I missed it today. I missed it today because that's how busy it was. I had a half eaten case of like quesadilla, like just like sitting on my, like on my desk. It was getting cold and my fucking Google calendar goes, it's time for your cry, ba- cry break. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I cannot do this right now. So I just kept working, and I'm like, I missed my cry break. This sucks. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I didn't even get to have a proper lunch today. I was just like, I guess I've just been working on it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what's interesting because I feel like half the things we're talking about it is like completely the i don't know if this is the word the proper way the if i'm using this word no i I feel like i don't know if i'm using this word the antithesis of all these motivational speakers wake up at four wake up at five we're like wake up up. (laughs) you're you're just start work with it when it feels good check in you you feel good to work out check in you really need to break in because i think with these a lot of these motivational stuff and i'm like because i like recently learned more about it it was like a survivorship bias oh like the ones who like who are absolutely killing it, but no one knows the story of the people who tried to do it mm-hmm. but failed, or the people yeah. who are still trying to do it. No one, they, some people are trying to uh-huh. wake up at four. Some people are trying to read all these fucking books, or they're still trying, but they're not. But these are the stories that are untold. And I feel like what we're sharing is like we're 
not the survivors at all, but we're like, uh-huh. well, not, we're just we, getting we're, through you know, it. We're, we're, just, we're, we're yeah. sharing a more, I feel like a much more practical, more relatable scenario because yeah. we're not like, we're not like a thousand percent motivated to w- like to wake up and kill it. Obviously, like, I think as all from my experience of working with all of you, like you guys kill it in, in what you guys do. And you guys are, are very high performers, but also very human and acknowledging that we're like, oh, yeah, sometimes I just I need to schedule a cry. Sometimes making a schedule is fucking stupid. It's just like, got to go based off of that. Cause at the end of the day, we, it's the results we deliver. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the schedule we live by to get it done yeah. and there, yeah. there are times where i'll have like a lot of stuff lined up for vp because like emory has the automated stuff and they'll just pile up or whatever and they're not due for like the next few weeks or something and <laughs> i go through a manic I, I one night i went through a manic episode for some reason like i could not sleep it didn't matter what i ate what i drank what i smoked what i took i was just awake my brain was just like no we're gonna keep going bitch i'm like keep going on what <laughs> Keep going on. What are we thinking about? Everything. So I was like, so at literally seven in the morning, because I haven't slept a single wink yet. Seven in the morning, I got up, turned my computer on, started fucking working. And then I finished like what would have been like two weeks. And then I fell asleep. I was like, oh, okay. So I needed to channel all this shit into one thing so I can exhaust myself so I can finally go to sleep. Mm. It is not healthy. Don't ever fucking do that. <laughs> if you're going through a manic episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> not cure. It's actually very funny yeah. because I do the same shit and I go to sleep and look at the roof for three hours and then like, if I'm gonna be awake, I might, might as well, well work. Might as well, yeah. <laughs> it's because I was either gonna play Sims or work. I chose work. Yeah, because I, it's. I was just thinking about what Emery was saying about the motivational speakers. So I think the, the, that's one of the reasons why people nowadays get more depressed is because they have access to all those shit. Because mm-hmm. what tends to happen is uh, my, my partner's eldest got depressed, right? And he got really all the way down, knock, knocked off depressed to the point of psychosis. And I could see because I see what's on his watch list and shit. It's all this motivational shit. And he always, I remember him when, I, when he was staying with me, he kept on telling me, why am I not pushing myself hard enough? And I'm wow. like, what? You're 15. What do you want to do? So yeah. he, was, he was giving out all those, yes, all this motivational speaker that I know people who are watching too. And yeah, so I started saying, kill it. Stop watching them. Yeah. Because that's not your life. You make your life. You do what you want. You, that, that's their life. That's their life. Because I, I was telling him, if you wake up at 4 a.m. and you don't have anything to do, it's going to happen. You're just going to end up sleeping grumpy the whole day. And, and it, it, I, I think it works the same way for work. If you wake up at 4 and you're not in the mood to write, to edit, and you're just going to fucking stare at that stupid screen till you get that mood. Which is in contrary to what they're saying that it's more productive because they're wasting like an hour yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I think like uh, the access to this motivational speaker giving more people reasons to be anxious about what they're doing instead of finding their own thing because mm-hmm. we should we're born to find our own thing we're not born to copy 
Mm. Why, why would you be human if that is if that's your they're point? They're good for like aspirational yeah. stuff. Oh, True. maybe I can do like that someday. Yeah. yeah but but someday. Also, if you want to do something, then you can do something. And, and if you can't, if because you're not working hard enough or mm. you don't yeah. want it bad enough. And it's not true. Like 99% of the of your artist friends are not gonna make it. I have a, a ton of musician friends that are not going to be the next Clay or like Ed Sheeran. Both of them like have rich as parents with a lot of musical background, a lot of help, and Lana with multiple attempts of being famous. So when they tell you the story that they are like self-made and stuff like that they sell you the depression they are trying to fix later with songs and it's fucking infuriating i'm gonna yeah. wait for you to switch off okay okay <laughs> uh, Mukim, you're up yeah in india too there are self-styled godmans who are millennials and, and when you look at it, the India has the most number of depressed youth, youth in the world. So uh, people just like to hear something that, that makes them feel good. They do not uh, want to take action. So there are many crazy superstitions in India as well. If you guys have seen it, seen them. There, there was one Jesus, uh, Jesus statue in Kerala in Kerala state in India. So uh, water was coming down from the feet of the Jesus statue. Mm. So oh, everyone was going like, uh, yeah, every, everyone was drinking. It will make them successful. It will, it will make their dreams come true. And like people were, were going crazy about it. And then the team of scientists went there, okay, how, it's, how it's coming along. So there was this sewer line that was leaking from the feet and everyone was drinking it. Uh, for two years, for two years, it was going on. Yeah, they were drinking Jesus' so, foot water, but uh, it was shit water. Oh no, that's yeah, like are, a, wow. They're crazy godmans here. Like they're they're like a police arrested one godman last year. Someone went to him. Ke, I'm not getting any jobs, so he charged him around four hundred dollars for it. That uh, I I'll, I'll do some magic and you'll get a job. So he he was like. Uh, which laptop you use? So he was like Dell, <laughs> and he, he told use HP, you'll get the job. <laughs> so uh, after when he didn't, he like uh, complained to the police like that uh, I have saved up that money, I don't have any money, and he took it from me. Then police arrested him. So people are depressed and they, they just do not uh, want to try. I guess they want they just want to waiting for the magic to happen. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, That's it, why, like... Go ahead. Yeah. I think that's the reason, like, uh, probably they, they are no, not taking action for their depression because they are trying to find a solution which, if, if we look at it, like, there is no God. If you think of it logically, there is no magic, there is no God. God is like, uh, uh, God. God is just a thought that uh, people keep it there in their mind. Like people think that God will do something for them. They won't work for it. Mm. So uh, that's the problem. I have in, a question. In India, like, uh, oh, yeah. I have a question though. Yeah, like yeah. with, is it also a cultural thing in India where they, they don't even recognize or acknowledge that it is depression that they're going Yeah, um, They just think it's just a setback and then they'll say a prayer and it'll be fixed. Cause that's how it is. In the yeah. Yeah. 
yeah they they saw like it's similar to that like people thinks that okay. they have done something bad in their previous lives so that's why god is doing this to them uh, it's because of the god if we do enough <laughs> enough prayers and all god will forgive them and their lives will become better and they're not working for their they're not working for their skills they're not working for they're not getting a proper education but they are just uh, praying in the like in, in hinduism there are 1800 gods mm, wow. so yeah so even a snake is a god even the fire is a god even the sun is a god so if you start caring about all of that you will be finished you will you will be thinking all of that you won't be working for yourself so like people is like here i see i don't know if it's same in united states but people are caring like so much so much that that they are uh, like now it's making them depressed literally the the religion the religion is making them depressed people like that's why these god men are making billions in india mm. because people are depressed so maybe like they should realize that it's not the way and it's, it's just god is just god is just just a thought and nothing else they should start working on themselves not the god yeah <clears throat> You brought up a good point because, like, especially like, a lot of like, I'd say, re- religious folk I know, like, like they more like more so like the older uh, generation of Filipinos that I know, like they're thinking like just pray, pray it away, just pray. Yeah, and then it's like, like I'm depressed, just pray. But it's all, but it's also, it also, it's very much like how, which is more modern, the law of attraction, assuming that just the thought of it, but it'll happen. Like it's a very speak it into existence. Yeah, I believe that. A little. If there is, because I believe that there's a God, but I'd say like I'm on both sides of the spectrum, I believe, but also I'm also like, where's my wine at, bro? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... (laughs) Rosie's like, come on. (laughs) Um... But but I do believe like because it doesn't going back into it like I believe that the whole God will help you or whatnot the whole universe conspires to help you or law of attraction speaking into existence as long as you're fucking doing your part you're doing your shit yeah yeah we talked about this when you were here. yeah a little bit yeah. Yeah, like God's like like this old oh God. It was I saw him in Barney a long time ago. It was an old like little story like where this hen was trying to bake bread or some shit like that. Try to ask all the farm animals to help make this bread. Like, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And they said, Nah, I'm too busy. Too busy. And then the the animal, the I think the hen make finally makes the bread. But now everyone's trying to. Hey, can I get some? Can I get some? It's the way it's, yeah. And then it's very similar in my head right now in certain terms of God's just going to do the work. I'll be there just to receive it. I'm just going to show up at the finish line. I just won't run the race. Yeah. Yeah. And also that's very dangerous in the sense that you're never responsible for your acts mm. or your victories. Like if you don't put in the work or you don't take responsibility for your mistakes, then what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not like, oh, it's hard to say this without screwing like some perspective because I am not religious. So I am afraid that I, I see it like as an outsider and I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's hard to live a fulfilling life if you are just letting God 
live through you instead of living by yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a, it is a generation thing of how no, no, pray it away. Say it yeah. again. Say oh. it. Oh, okay. As I, I think the issue, especially with the whole like praying away, like just pray it away thing, kind of thing. It's uh, I guess like our parents or like our, our grandparents or their parents have like have probably been misinformed with the whole prayer in general like what is prayer and then unfortunately that has just passed down generations so it's just a lot of people just misinformed of what it is and but i think a lot of people that just hold on to god's gonna do it god's gonna do it but yes but he he's not a lazy god i think it just depends how you're raised in the first place but uh, like even it's just for example like the people in in the bible the apostles he sent them to work like you got to do this Oh, yeah. You have to do this. And yeah, and I think it's a whole of, in my perspective and in my belief, it's more of, I trust God to get me there, but, and to strengthen me to allow me to do what I got to do to get where he wants me to be. That's the thing. So it's like a, it goes both ways mm. kind of thing. It's God for the assist. God for the, the assist. Play. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you, just get yeah. me there safely, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, yeah, like Jesus chose his dance crew and he was like, nah, you just because, like, just because you're with me, you ain't living the good life. Y'all got to make an impact on this community. So I know y'all, I know your bitch ass was a tax collector. Now you're helping people, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> tax collector. <laughs> No, was, yeah, Matthew. right. Wasn't the, one of them, one yeah. of them was Matthew. a dad, right? Matthew. Matthew. There we go. It was Matthew. <laughs> Dang, God, Matthew was sleazy. Man, all the random stuff I remember from Catholic school. I don't Dude, even... I, I remember. It just, I... The information just came out of me. Because it, it's just, it was, it's cool. But I like that perspective. Like, you're in my crew, but you ain't chilling. We're here to make change, bro. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it before. It's like, whether it's God, the universe, or nothing. Like, the most of the work has to come from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, whatever you believe or don't believe. Just fucking do it. This topic definitely took for a turn. I never thought we would ever be talking, we're talking about, about work. God in this <laughs> podcast, but now we're talking about work. It must be God's work. Oh, God's plan. Uh, God's plan. Yeah. Or Drake. You guys, you heard the news. You heard the news. <laughs> you heard Yo, the okay. news. ASAP Rocky got there. I think because one thing that Mukim said, this one. Yeah, that's and just scam this other person. Yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll do some magic or some shit. They're like, they're, it's similar. I think it, it's, but it's, I think it's a fucking disease in the internet is these fucking fake gurus. And even worse now, and the, and if the crypto space, I don't know if you heard, recently heard, like, there's a guy, one guy named Ice Poseidon. He recently, I think that's what his name was, but they, he recently came up with his own community cone it was meant for the people very altruistic like all these fucking influences are and then you fucking rug pulled it it was called cx coin and then yeah so that's all the just the amount of scams excuse me that people are putting up there because there's people that are desperate to get out of a shitty situation and even more so like people who go who get into mlms or people who get into uh fake gurus people who who are like say drop shipping or uh trying to give you the fake entrepreneur leadership lifestyle but with these lambos and whatnot they're so like and their target market is more more the people who are in tough situations that they yeah, and, and those people just want to become a millionaire in a night 
people have that kind of mindset they don't have any patience so that's how these fake gurus are working like they they are like take this course i'll i'll teach you one trick and you will be millionaire in world in 10 days or 15 days so people just like to it like it to be quick they don't have patience that's how they are minting money I yeah like cuz they like if they were so successful why would they want to give away the secret sauce unless majority of their income is coming from selling it yeah 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 and if 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 they are making that much of money from trading or drop shipping so why they are wasting time in making courses <laughs> Yeah. As simple as that. And, and creating also, more competition for them. There is one thing that gets me real mad that it is when poor people or medium working class people medium um work yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Like when they defend billionaires. Oh god. Like Oh, bro, let's talk about that. Nobody oh, gets wow. billionaire by working like honest work. Nobody. Like Jeff Jeff Bezos like last week in the news it was the reporter reporter telling like how many stuff did he rob uh, from the tips and the money the people thinks is like going straight to the the worker and it's nuts and the tips are not going 100% to the workers and the people keeps dying in People keep dying in the, the stores and tornadoes keep smashing oh, factories and it's yeah. like bro nobody gets billionaire like being a good person and working really hard and waking up six in the mornings. Yeah, that's the thing. Because <laughs> I feel like some his, of them his... actually do the work but they end up getting lucky. Some situations just the stars align for them or whatever yes. the fuck. Like they got mm. lucky. Not everyone's gonna do that. And gener- generational wealth plays mm. a big role in that. Yeah. We just need a lot more Mr. Beast in the world. Because, holy dang. He's one, yeah, probably one of the most wholesome big YouTubers out there. Like, just, well, I mean, we'll talk about Mr. Beast in a and second. And he did the like, smart thing and did not move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Then, just to bounce back on these fake gurus, and then also going back to the motivational speakers... That and how they use that to say you're not working hard enough, you're not putting the plan to work in our course. Is it's such it's it like it creates such a te- negative cycle, and then it goes into like, I'm not doing it because that's the thing with these courses. They like again survivorship bias. Like they'll only tell the top student that's making X amount of dollars, but they won't tell the show the rest of the students who are fucking in debt. I don't know if you guys watched just one guy named Coffeezilla. He can, he exposes a lot of gurus. I, I really got into him when he was trying to expose Dan Loke or Dan Locke. And then he like was trying to, like he has interviewed the, some survivors of this. He even interviewed the girlfriend of someone who committed suicide because they got into debt trying oh, to get into horses. Yeah. They like some people would literally go into credit card debt. They would take out bank loans to get into these courses just because they're getting upsold. Like you enter this like low $97 course, then 2000, like 2000 course, then $5,000 exclusive membership shit. And then no, next thing they know, people are in massive debt. Just defaulting on loans. Yeah. And it's sad because it's like, they're selling these fake gurus are doing that. And then they're trying to use motivation. Like you're not doing it hard. You're not working hard enough. You're not hustling, whatever. It's like, and it's, they are, 
everyone's they like, are, they're uh, hustling but they're not you know getting yeah. the same results because they have a different situation and also yeah. like w- sorry whenever a peer or like someone gets in a get rich quick scheme they try and sell it to you or mm. someone mm. they know from your same class and it's it like, doesn't work don't come try to rob me <laughs> go somewhere else it's like the moment you put money or like the the illusion of money on the table like their dignity and their values go goes out out the window it's super annoying you're not gonna get rich you're gonna get get lonely yeah <laughs> lonely and poor yeah just to add to that like, especially with those types of things with recruitment if the thing is now you're talking about such a touchy subject which is money not everyone's comfortable talking about that and they're trying to, and especially if you're trying to force it on someone and they're not ready for that conversation or even open, you can easily lose that friend. It's and because the, there's a saying, like, if you're, if, for example, MLMs, like the, they're most famous of recruiting. They, there's a saying, like, you join, if you join an MLM, you'll eventually join the NFL, which is the no friends, no left. friends left. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Wakim. Yeah, I wanted to tell a story. There, there was one man who contacted me on Uber. He sent me one script and he told me, can you hire one person to speak this on the camera? And the script was like, I'm a deceased cancer person. I, I took this pill and now I'm okay. It was pretty, pretty shitty. Like it, it was like, uh, it, it was uh, like very bad. I don't remember the whole script. Like I lost my husband to cancer. Then I lost my father to cancer. Then I was having, <laughs> then I was having cancer. Then I bought this pill from this doctor, uh, and also like uh, people are making money out of that. Uh, then mm-hmm. I started researching about it. They are making fake testimonials, and uh, like it's very crazy. Like the internet, uh, one of the negatives of internet or easy marketing, the ads are very cheap. So one of the negatives of that is this kind of people, like they are, they are actually using it in a bad way. Yeah. We're fucking it up for all of us, dude. So, I mean, that's the thing, that's the thing too. Like the, it frustrates me. Like the whole, like when it's people, like the minute they come up with some blatant lie, crazy over crazy promise, a million dollars in six months, easy yeah. leads and sales yeah but if we're being honest with te- uh, real it's so much harder to get leads and that's the thing like people oh leads. god yeah yeah i'm liking this conversation <laughs> <laughs> our frustrations uh, yeah and uh, like, like emory and i have like, brought up um mlms a bunch of times on upper tea party just because we fucking hate it it's like there are like a couple like success stories or whatever people that are getting lucky or whatever but like you don't realize that like the people in, on their on their downline that are pro- probably fucking suffering because they got yeah. recruited into this because they roped them into this. Yeah. So other people are just like, oh, I bought like Mary Kay got me this new car, yeah, but like is. someone from like her downline is just like struggling because she can't sell makeup fast enough. Yeah, and also like people don't get how money works. Like you can't print money from a, a new business that's I don't know a, a miracle. Mi- miracle <laughs> my dyslexia kicking in That's like <laughs> same the the value of money is that it's limited so whenever everybody tells you anybody tells you 
Oh no, we we are gonna all be millionaires in six months. That's a lie. Not everyone can be a millionaire. Like, for, in order for you to have a lot of money, a lot of people have to have a little money. Mm. Like, you have to have a lot of poor people to make two or three people super rich. Like, the one percent, like the point five percent that is rich right now. Mm -hmm. We have like half of the world in like climate uh, crisis, like economical crisis, geological crisis also because they don't even have a roof over, over their heads. So I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> it's I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I was just like really just got in. I because the minute you started describing everything, I'm like, oh shit, like because yeah. the, the reality of it. And I, I think it's oh yeah, I remember it. I honestly think we need some like motivation for the regular. Hey, it's okay that you're. Okay. I think there's, there's it's not more of that showing up on Instagram. Like it's okay if you're not yeah. like, feeling motivated today. It's okay if you're tired. It's okay if you don't think yeah. that the whole I thing. Follow these, yeah. No, I follow these pages that they post like motivational like things, but like for people going through a lot of shit, like for, for depressed people, for like anxious people, me essentially. And it's like, it's like, you can't, uh, you, like you don't feel like you can make it into the shower, wash your face. You can't clean your room today. Pick something up and put it in the garbage. One thing. Can't do all the dishes. Do one dish. Yeah. Or if your dishwasher sucks and you have to rinse your like dishes before you put it in to use it run the dishwasher twice like they're like why would you like waste your time trying to do that you can just run the dishwasher twice so you don't have to think about it like at least it's getting done get it done fuck the rules yeah th that reminds me of a saying from one of my favorite stoics uh seneca he says sometimes i looked it up so i don't fuck up the quote so <laughs> so sometimes even to live is an act of courage yeah so yep because yeah shit and i don't know the, the i guess it goes into the whole personal development industry it goes because it's like people go into seminars all the time and then they only like what McCume said earlier people are only watching it or going or listening to it so they can get the little high but never do anything so which is like a, i think it's a great industry in the sense who actually do it because i was in it for a while so yeah Tony Robbins stuff, these mm -hmm. leadership workshops. And the thing is, I was hungry to use it. I wanted to figure out how to level up my game and shit and destroy everyone, but just kidding. <laughs> but it's another thing if you never do anything. And I, there's some people that I met in there, met there that never really applied it. So it's just, think it's so different from ever, for everyone. So did we beat this in a topic enough? Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's dead. <laughs> this is great. Okay, it's dead, Jim. Okay, okay, it's an hour, so I think we're, we'll wrap it up here. We can talk about Mr. Beast another time. I mean, ah, uh, Jimmy. I specifically <laughs> want to talk about like ne next time. I, I, I want to talk about his editing style, YouTube yes. editing versus yeah. Yeah. documentary I've, editing. I've analyzed it. I'm so, just like, oh. okay, we'll talk about it next time. Okay, just to, just to not end this podcast. In such a, note a dark like note, like this. It is. I guess we could talk I mean, about it's something. life, it's reality, but. It is reality. I guess, huh. How, this is something that I used to ask when I interview people. Like, how do you stay optimistic? 
Oh, I do have an answer to that. I'm barely optimistic. Like, I'm always cautiously optimistic about something. If I'm, like, going through, like, a huge life change or whatever, it's fucking scary. And then my fucking brain just goes into, just goes through 15 scenarios where everything fails or whatever. Like, it's scary. And it's easy to just be pessimistic about it and just be like, it's never going to work anyway or whatever. But, like, it's more, I sit myself down and yell at myself and be like, how much do you want this? Mm. How much do you want this? Do you still want this? So get fucking excited for it in some way. Get fucking speaker. excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just get fucking excited for it. You know, what, what do you want from this situation? Like you can't, your ideal situation from before doesn't exist anymore. So you're working with this now. What from this do you want and what from and are you excited for it is that what you really want from it you think it's possible then get excited for it and then it's not just going to happen it'll it'll take some work but like at least there's something to look forward to okay i think i can definitely relate to that as you mentioned that like the original vision you had is different yeah like original vision paradox is different (laughs) like mine was like my original vision for my family was traditional wife kid not happening so I had to figure out how to like, be different. Oh, yeah, like for me, it was I had to figure out when you lose something or when you give something up, it also gives room to gain something. So I had to figure something else out about that. And what I try to do, because I'll be at, like, there's things like, oh, I want to do this. And it's very big, lofty, high in the sky kind of goals. But the thing that keeps me optimistic are the things that are very grounded. For if, for example, Max is going to be here in a, in 10 days. So that's like something to look forward nine to now. nine days. So it's like, so it's very grounded that like, cause I'm optimistic cause there's something for me to look forward to that is going to happen for real. I enjoy doing rehearsals. So like just to, to hang out with everyone, everyone that loves dancing. So that. I know is I'm optimistic because there's something real that's going to bring me joy. And I think that a lot of people don't plan for their own joy, joy. or they, they don't mm. make time for that. Like one of the things I took away from like a Tony Robbins thing was like, plan out your vacation already. If it's already set in the calendar, you have something to look forward to. So it's like that way it's, it's real. Yeah. I got even, that from Tony Robbins, but that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Even if it doesn't even have to be like a like a big thing like that, like an event or like a day, it could literally be like, I'm looking forward to eating the chocolate cake that is in my fridge. Oh my gosh, yes. Or like, you know, if I'm at home, if I'm Why at home, I bought a new video game. It's like, oh, I can't wait to go home and play this game. Yeah. I think I relate a lot with what Emery said because you need to, to have goals in order to be optimistic, but also being an overthinker it's easy to derail from that i think the smart Hello? thing to do is to use the overthinking be prepared and try to enjoy the process and not just the the goal because whenever Cautiously. you yeah when you get there you are gonna be thinking in the next thing so if you don't enjoy the process you won't enjoy the the goal yes yeah that very that yeah Yeah, i try to be like cautiously optimistic again like going back to the whatever find something to get excited for like whether it's lofty or whether it's like coming up tomorrow get excited for it but prepare to be disappointed Mm, yeah hope for the best prepare for the worst no expectations yeah go ahead wikim yeah uh, for me i have a childlike curiosity 
like uh, it may be the same for you guys as well okay, when i when i when i was at school i used to be like super crazy like i'll i'll from there from a school i'll go to the ground and i'll play football i'll wake up in the morning at 6 am because i was super excited for it and uh, i was not like looking it as a task or just be ex- excited as you are a kid i would say after two days i am going to himachal like it, it's in the himalayas and all and i am i am so super excited for it and i know for i do not care like how much work i have uh, will i be able to finish i'll figure it figure it out later i'll figure it out there ke how can i finish the work and everything but just just you should do the things that makes you happy then first then other things just go with them and like when you just start waiting for the stuff like when this will happen i'll do this mm. so your mindset might also change after some time and you won't be enjoy, you won't be able to enjoy the stuff that you are paying attention to right now that uh, i'll do this i'll i'll, I'll just don't wait like if it's possible if you have the money if, if it's possible if you can go just go if you want to play the game just play the game don't yeah. like don't care wait for it and also like yeah. you work to live you don't live to work so yeah mm, sure i think what you're doing right now like traveling is you're fucking awesome and yeah. i wish i could have that mentality because i i know that's the right mentality and i will to use it on myself at least <laughs> i Alex give a lot of advice too. he was just like fuck yeah. it travel and and i'm fucking jealous of alex <laughs> i i'm yeah. right giving advice and the worst piece of shit I'm like taking, taking your, it yeah. your advice I'm taking your own advice yeah I, I would say just just try it some of my friends also trying but they they are not enjoying the traveling and working part so just do anything that you enjoy it doesn't have to be like traveling is cool so I'll, I'll do this traveling is not cool like anything is not cool cool is what what's working for you cool yeah. that kind of thing yeah 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 <laughs> Shit, this is a great yeah, yeah. fucking episode. All right, if you Damn. guys if you goes watching this and listening to this give them all the follows and the likes and the shares and whatnot. I'm going to keep this ending short. Thanks Bye. for watching or listening. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Play us out, Rosie. <laughs> oh, I thought you're going to be able to hear it. That's true. There you go. Just one note. <laughs> Just one note. <laughs> it was a C sharp. God. <laughs>